Well, good morning. It's good to be uh, up here again. And uh, my family are actually away this weekend. My wife and my two kids are at the spree weekend, which the church have organised. So it gives me full credit to talk about my family this morning when I'm talking, which is great. Um, particularly, I want to talk about uh, Louis. Yeah, just that comes up. Um, Louis's been on my mind quite a lot this year. <coughs> he's uh, in year six in primary school, and he's making that big transition from primary to secondary school, which is big enough as it is. But uh, we also decided, along with Louis, that he was going to come to my school that I work at, which is even more scary for me. Uh, started to kind of question about whether he's going to end up hating me, whether his friends will end up hating me, whether I'll end up hating him, or <laughs> whatever it might be, and how he's going to do, and all that sort of stuff. So I've kind of been working through that um, as it goes along. But it kind of makes you think again, for those of you with children, how fast they grow up. And uh, it reminded me of the time when Louis was born. Um, my wife, Ali, was two weeks overdue. She was uh, huge, uh, in the nicest way possible, but she was uh, really, really like, get this baby out. And we went to the Winchester uh, Hospital to, uh, to try and work out why he wasn't coming out. And uh, after a few tests, they realised that his umbilical cord was wrapped around his shoulder, so it was being blocked, and he was getting very distressed. And so the doctor said, look, we're going to have to do a cesarean. And I was like, yes! I've kind of seen these on TV, but it'd be great to have a look at that one. And I was, like, allowed to go in and dress up as a doctor. My wife wasn't that keen. She was like, really? So I was kind of supporting her. But yes! Great! Get to see an operation! So I got dressed up as a doctor, and um, when I, before I went in, I thought, I wonder what it's going to be like in there. I kind of thought it might be a little bit like this. Kind of a bit like you see on TV, sort of everyone really serious and uh, the sort of music in the background, kind of really like tense and that sort of stuff. And as I went in, they were like really relaxed. They were kind of like, they had the windows open, had the radio on, the doctor's like, hi, come on over, we're just cutting your wife open. I was like, okay. Uh, so, um, so obviously she was awake, but they'd numbed her body and they put a screen up by her head. Obviously that would have been a bit freaking out to watch your own stomach being cut open, but that's, that was fine. She was awake. So I was sitting next to her, holding her hand and talking to her. But I, I couldn't help but watch what they were doing on her stomach. It was just the most incredible thing I've ever seen. You know, they literally do slid up. And out comes a baby. It's like, oh my goodness, it's a baby. Well, I knew it was a baby, but it was like, oh my goodness. And it's just amazing, you know, to see human coming out of a... Just mind-blowing. And of course, um, I got to hold Louis for the first... Uh, it was a little bit overcooked, but uh, I got to hold him for the first 30 minutes or so while they sewed up Ali. And, uh, of course, he didn't stand up that at all. He, uh, he grew up, and, um, and here we are this year, kind of uh, getting a little bit scary as he goes from secondary, uh, as he goes to primary to secondary. And um, that story is it, really weird because I'm a bit of a control freak. You may have realized that already as you've got to know me over the years, but I like to do things my way. You know, if I'm organizing an event and someone starts to say things which doesn't quite add up with my little box, I get a little bit twitchy. Uh, and so in that situation for me, I was out of control. You know, I couldn't start saying, oh, hang on, what, what, are, you, what are you doing there? Because they would have said, could you remove this man from the operating theater, please? But I had to step back and let someone else take control of that situation. And that was really, really hard for me. And this morning, I just want to very quickly kind of talk about three areas of control. A really practical talk, something that I'm struggling with myself. And in some ways, it's almost as if I'm talking to myself this morning. Feel free to tune in as well. But this is about me, uh, not being selfish, but it's uh, kind of talking to me. But three areas where we can learn from control and what the Bible has to say about it and how that affects our life. The first part is uh, letting go of the things that we can't control, which is incredibly hard. The second one is about seeing them grow 
stopping controlling other people and how that affects other people and how that affects us. And thirdly, saying no, uh, the people that are controlling us. Now, wherever you are this morning, whether you're someone who is like me, finds it really easy to control things because you like to do those things in a certain way, then tune in. If you're someone who actually is being controlled by someone and finding that really hard, you feel like you're being trampled on and you don't know how to get out, then tune in as well. Because hopefully it'll connect with someone along the line. So letting go, things that we can't control. You know, we see in the news on a daily basis things around the world that we have no control over. You know, we only have to look at the news around the terrorist attacks that have recently happened. You know, if someone wants to get into a van and run people over, we have no control over that. We can put up a few barriers, we can be a bit more alerted, but actually that's out of our control. Even the weather, you know, if a tornado wants to take off in America and wipe out a whole village, we have no control over that. You know, you may have lost people close to you recently. You know, at the end of the day, we're, we're all going to pass away. And sad that may be, we have no control. We can try and help them with medicines and looking into research and stuff. But actually, at the end of the day, we're going to go. And even growing up, you know, I try and put a break on my ears as I grow up. But there's no telling that in two years' time, I'm going to hit 50. And that's a little bit scary. But actually, we're all going to grow up. We're all going to move on. And, and so the bliss goes on. The things that we have no control over. The question is, is how do you spend your energy with those things? Are you so consumed with those things that actually you start to worry and you start to fret and you start to actually sometimes get ill over the things that we have no control over? One of my biggest ones is, um, is going to work. I drive a little Vespa and uh, on a beautiful day like this, it's wonderful. You know, I drive via sort of Farley Mount and it's wonderful sort of views and memory and it's just an amazing drive. But on those mornings where it's pouring with rain and I open the curtains of my bedroom and it's pouring with rain, I have a choice. My first choice normally is to go, oh, no, it's raining. I'm going to get soaking wet. Oh, what a nightmare. And Ali wakes up. What's the matter? Look, it's raining. I'm going to get soaking wet this morning. It's just horrible. And then my kids go, Dad, Dad, what's the matter? Look at the rain. It's flipping. I'm going to get soaking. So by the time I've left, my whole house is stressed out because it's raining. How ridiculous is that, you know? What I need to do is look at the rain and go, okay, it's raining, get my water on, let's just get on with it. No stress, no hassle, just actually putting my energy into something different. The question is, what's, what's the things that you worry about? You know, that wonderful, uh, well, I say wonderful, it's quite annoying now, actually. <laughs> but that, if you've ever watched Frozen, um, you, you might like to watch it, but be careful because it gets really in your head. Uh, but the song that goes with that is Let It Go. You know, that song where it actually just says, let things go. You know, that's the first challenge I have for you. What are you worried about? And if you are worried about something that you have no control over, why are you worrying about that? Because actually you can put your energy and you can put your focus into things that you can do something about. You know, the Bible says this, you know, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now, for most of us, let's be honest, we look at that verse and say, seriously, are you expecting me not to worry about things? You know, we, my, my dad was 80 this year and we, did, we went up the Shard for his birthday and it was just a week after the London Bridge one where he kind of went into the House of Parliament and that situation. And let's be honest, Ali was really petrified about going to London. And rightly so, it's like a week later. But that's things we can't control. And it's very easy to say that, 
But actually to physically do that is hard, isn't it? But that's the challenge for us. To not worry, well, to not worry about anything, but particularly not worry about things that we have no control over. Think about those things this morning that you're worried about right now. Maybe it's a a relative who is ill. Maybe it's an exam coming up. Maybe it's something at work. Maybe it's just the world and what's going on. It's really important to let go. I have this um, uh, poster up on my wall at work, and although it's quite a bit of a fun thing, it actually is quite, quite a good way of thinking about it. It asks that question, do you have a problem? And if you don't have a problem, well, then don't worry about it because you haven't got a problem. That's a really easy situation. You have no problems, no worries. It's great. If you do have a problem, then you have to ask that question. And that question is, can I do anything about the problem? If you can't do anything about the problem, well, then don't worry about it because you can't do anything about the problem. And if you can do something about the problem, well, don't worry about it, because you can do something about the problem. In other words, just don't worry. And that's what the Bible says. And as much as it's twee and as much as it kind of says that, as Christians, that's our focus. We should stick out from the people that we are around, because actually our worries are given to Jesus. That's the biggest thing. And I hope that my testimony and my daily walk with my colleagues at work shows that. But I'm not getting stressed out with these situations. As much as the world is falling apart, it seems, and as much as we're concerned, as much as there's injustice and we can do something about those things, actually to worry about those things on a daily basis, I have to let them go. You know, give all your worries and cares to God. It's that fantastic situation. If you're not here, if you're not a Christian this morning, for me as a Christian to bring my stuff to the foot of the cross and say, God, take this from me, because I don't want to hang on to this, is the most amazing way to live. But so often as Christians, we pick it up again and we put it in our bag and walk off because we're still worried about it, really. We need to just leave it there. You know, God is big enough to cope and to give him our worries is a great way to live. Secondly, about people that we try and control. This is a big one for me, really big. Um, Certainly when I got married to Ali, uh, we we started living together and we kind of worked out who was going to do what around the house and it worked out that Ali loved cooking, which is great, and, uh, but she just hated clearing up all the mess and stuff. And I was like, that's great, because I love clearing up mess. I'm kind of like really organized, and I love things to be clean and tidy. So that was the deal. We kind of, you know, said, that'd be great. And occasionally we'd swap roles, but that was it. So when I came to do the washing up, and we didn't have a dishwasher at the time, everything was wonderful. I had all the plates stacked beautifully, all the cups on the back, all the cutleries in the right position. It all really dried nicely, and I was, that's really lovely. Thank you. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? Now, on the odd occasion that my wife would wash up, my goodness, it looked like a bomb had gone off. There was like plates on top of cups, on top of cutlery, and, and I would come along, and I can't believe I did this, but in our early stages of marriage, I'd just slyly just slide up to her, Amali, you need to put the plates on like that, and you need to put... Cup. And she would be like, go away. I was like, no, but you're doing it wrong. You're, you're meant to do that. that was, that's how it will dry. Just go away. And I was, after a while, just like, what am I doing? I want to mould my wife like me. Thank the Lord, she's not. Yeah, she has her weaknesses, and so do I, but I don't want to put my stuff on her. I've got to step back. Now, two or three weeks down the line, she was doing it like I wanted to do it. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's the side point. But actually, fundamentally, I have to let her be her. She's not the same as me. 
That's the biggest strain. I mean, I wonder how many of you try and control someone. Now, that person might be sitting right next to you right now, which is slightly awkward, but in relationships, or maybe it's at work, you know, maybe you are the one that actually puts your stuff on other people. You know, there's a sense with our children, if you've got children, that we need to be some sort of control. Certainly if, if my Daisy was three years old and she's put her hand towards a fire, I wouldn't stand there and go, well, it's up to you if you want to do that. I'd have to grab her hand because she's three. But when she's 13 and she wants to go to a party, if I put my foot down and say, you're not going to that party, no way, no discussion, no compromise, you're not going, I wonder whether she'd just nip out the back and go anyway. I have to compromise, I have to be in relationship, I have to hear how she feels and see how I feel. And so, who are you controlling today? It's a big question, isn't it? This statement says this, controllers, abusers and manipulators, people don't question themselves. They don't ask themselves if the problem is them. They always say the problem is someone else. How often do we see this in our media? Not mentioning any names. But there's that blame culture. We need to reflect on what we're doing How are we making people feel around us? How much of our stuff are we putting on other people because we don't like the way that they do things? We need to do it this way. And yes, there's a real kind of boundary there about how much we do encourage and and suggest things. But actually control is, is a different thing. Remind yourself that the only thing you can truly control is you and your reaction to what the world throws at you. That's a really big statement. The only thing you can control is you and your reaction. You know, if someone hurts you, what's your reaction to that? Do you resent them? Do you get bitter? We're called to forgive people and let things go again. But how much do you control other people? You know, we talk about self-control in Galatians, one of the fruits of the spirits. It's a real challenge for me personally because it's easier to do things my way, I think, And I like to do things my way because I'm comfortable doing things my way. But how am I going to let people grow if they just do it my way? I've got to let go of my stuff and allow them to grow. Even if it's really frustrating, I have to do that to let them grow. It's a challenge for us, isn't it? Who do you control? Do you need to stop that? Do you need to change the way that you say things and do things? And finally, saying no, the people that are controlling us. And this is sometimes really hard, isn't it? Because I think we, we've all had situations in our life where someone has tried to control us. And you know how that feels is really difficult sometimes. So certainly when I came to Winchester, I worked for a charity in Winchester. And the chairman of that, uh, of that charity was a very, very large guy. He was very, very tall, very, very kind of a real stature to him. And as I began to work in that charity, he quite clearly wanted his way of doing things to be put out. It was a charity which was just kind of starting off in Winchester. There wasn't much in place already. And I had some great ideas, I thought, that would kind of move that charity forward, working with young people. But he had a different agenda. And it got to the stage, every meeting that I had with him, where I started to feel really anxious You know that feeling when someone's controlling you, you start to kind of avoid them and you don't want to be in that situation because it feels like they're just kind of powering over you. And it got really, really bad to the stage where I was even thinking about just saying, this is not the job for me, I've got to move out of this. But unfortunately, I had a really good friend on the trustees who knew what this guy was about and he struggled with him for years actually. 
And it got to the stage where actually we went to a trustees meeting and we literally presented two plans, my plan and this chairman's plan. And unfortunately, the trustees were got behind me and it really kind of, it was a really, really tricky situation, very awkward situation that meeting. And this guy eventually, he moved on from the charity. But it was a really struggling time for me where I had this man who was basically saying, you know, this is how we're going to do things and you're going to fit into my plan. And then I think to myself, well, actually, that's how I'm making some people feel when I want to put my plan in action as well. And it was a real challenge to me at that time. Really difficult one. You know, when someone is controlling you, and that may be in a relationship, you know, that's really, really hard, isn't it? When you're in a situation where you're being controlled, and maybe just not like, you know, doing the washing up, but this is quite heavier. Maybe there's physical stuff. Maybe there's emotional stuff. And that control, it feels very trapping, doesn't it? You know, it's important that you recognize how you feel and actually really reconnect with that and actually understand what's going on and that you share that with someone, that you trust them with your feelings. But also, it's about understanding the other person as well. You know, that's sometimes really hard as well, but actually, it's that whole iceberg thing of what you see on top is such a small part of what's really going on underneath. And I've had people in my career and my life where actually I try not to judge them just by that white bit at the top. I have to really step back and say, okay, what's this stuff that they're going through? And let's face it, we all have our stuff that we take around with us. You can think of people in your family, you can think of people at work, who you just know are really, really tricky characters. What are they struggling with? What's their stuff that they're going through? If we can see beyond the rubbish on top and actually reach out to the stuff underneath, maybe there's a chance of helping them with that stuff. That's a real challenge for us, isn't it? And how can you resolve that situation? You know, if it's with a partner and you have a very controlling partner, it's really hard, isn't it? You know, you can go to counsel, you can go to love after marriage, you can go after what what it may be. But if that partner does not want to change, if that partner does not want to shift, then that's a really hard decision to make. But hopefully, in the relationships that you have, be it at work or be it in your family, you're able to actually sit down with that person and you say, look, when you do this, this is how I feel. And me and Ali have done this on many occasions because we're both kind of quite controlling people. And we've had to actually sometimes stop and just sit and say, okay, what's going on here? Try and resolve those things. Because if I know how she feels when I control her, then I have a choice to not do it or to do it. And that's the challenge for me as well, to make sure that I do that. So three things, letting go of your worries, the things that you can't control. You know, focus that this morning. Maybe this morning you need to let go of something that you're hanging on to and you're worrying about, but actually you haven't given it to God properly and fully. We need to let go of that stuff. Stop controlling people. You know, if you're in a situation where you know full well that you're putting your stuff on that person, step back, apologize, let go of it. Let them grow the way that they need to grow, not by what you want to see. And thirdly, work through controlling relationships, however that may be and however hard that is. Try and step out of control. Try and step out of those situations. And God can give you the strength to do that. You know, finally, Romans 12 too. I love this verse because actually it's what we were saying earlier. You know, we are different to the world. You know, when Steve was sharing about what he did on the streets and stuff and the healing on the streets, that's an unusual thing because people don't really connect with that sometimes. We are made to be different to the world. 
And that means you're going to stand out. If you're a Christian, you should be standing out in your areas, in your neighborhoods, in your workplaces, because you are the people who don't get stressed by those things around you. You're the people who do not control people, but you're gracious. That's how we should be standing out. And that's a challenge to me on a daily basis. But I need to be different. I need to be showing that Jesus is fully inside of me. And as I do that, I know because it's happened that people come to me and they say, why are you not getting stressed out about the situation? You know, our journey that we've been on with finding a house, there are times at home behind the closed doors where we're like, come on, get on there. But actually out there in the, in the community, I'm trying to say, you know what, I'm trusting in God in this. And that's happened. People are going, why aren't you getting stressed about that? That's the witness that we have. And that's the challenge we have as being Christians. To let go of the things we can't control. To stop controlling the people around us. And to step out of the situations where we're in control.